Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Um, so, Jen, I, I don't believe you when you say his name is Kid. Like, is his name really Kid? Um, <laughs> no, his, his name's not Kid. That's just the nickname that I have. Um, because he looks like Kid Rock. No, no, I'll, no, no. I mean, no. Um, it's it's really because I'm clearly feel so uncomfortable <laughs> with the age difference that I have to be the one who says it out loud every time, so that no one else can like whisper it behind my back as if I don't know that the 17 year age difference is super inappropriate. Also, if I, so by just calling him kid, then it's like, almost like it's not even real either. Like I just get to like exist in this little like fantasy land of like me and the 26 year old, but he does have a real <laughs> name. As you know, I don't disclose these things in public, but there is a human who is 17 years younger than me, who I um, enjoy and who I'm grateful. For. Well, I'm, I'm sure he is very grateful for your um, years of experience and um, your um, presence in, in, in kids' life. Um, and Speaking of gratitude, that is where we are headed um, for this episode, not because we want to um, glorify a colonizer's holiday, but because we need to ground ourselves in gratitude so we can get through the fucking shit show of 2020 and, and aim to have some sense of, I would say, direction and just positive, good vibrations moving forward to 2021. And you may or may not know this, but, you know, Gorecki and I have a, a newly instated um, process in our podcast as we re we're not able to record right in person where normally we can use exemplary facial expressions and like exaggerated hand gestures, which I, as the Italian do from New York, are very, uh, I'm very, very happy to do, but we have a little hand feature if one of us is like going off. Um, and you right now might be thinking, oh yeah, Jillian, like you need that hand feature sometimes. Or oh, Jen, you could use a hand feature. But tonight the hand feature is solely for if we go anywhere near the Debbie Downer 
spiral downhill dumpster fire. This is all about gratitude, positivity. And that was why we had to kick it off with Jen's 26-year-old kid lover. I'm happy for yes. Jen. Thank you. Thank you. I am sure I am sure on the next episode we could be moving on to something completely different. Mm. Um don't don't know how long this one will last, but certainly I am uh very grateful to to be able to have a human being who is a kind person who I get along with to spend a little bit of time with because like as a single person who lives alone, you know, particularly now when we're being asked to stay at home and not engage with other people and it's cold. So like all the outside, you know, having friends over outside is, is, is a lot harder now. It is really nice to know that there's like one human being who I can touch and be in physical proximity to. And, um, I mean, clearly there's plenty of other reasons why I would spend time with this human. Like that's like be, being a warm body certainly <laughs> isn't enough to land a spot in, uh, in my bed. But um, I'm just saying I am, I am grateful. I am grateful to have that. And I think that um, I think that having, having a person is something that maybe some people take for granted. You know, I'm sure that if you have a person around all the time, you might be thinking to yourself, like when the fuck you're going to get out of my space? I want my own space. But as someone who only has her own space with like nobody else um, around, like I, I am like grateful to have that that human. I'm also grateful um, to have technology to connect with other people because I can't see everyone in real real mm-hmm. life, and I know that there's. Like there's, there's a lot of conversations going on with people being, you know, talking about being like burnt out on Zoom or burnt out on fa- FaceTime. And for me, I'm just like, like, what a fucking privilege mm-hmm. to have access to the internet and um, devices and technology where I, I can, I can see my, my brother's mm-hmm. face and my niece and my nep- nephew's face. And I can see you and I can see Lauren and I like friends like if if it wasn't if it wasn't for that like I just feel like I'd spend a lot of time like on the corner of the floor sitting up against the wall with like the spiral phone cord like wrapped around my arm around your neck out of the actual or around my neck as I drink out of the bottle of wine at least now I'm still pouring into a glass but like I'm, I'm super grateful. I'm super grateful to have access to internet and devices and technology so that I can stay connected with people. And I'm not like technologyed out on any of it. Cause it's like the only thing, the only thing we have. And think about all the people who don't have that, you know, for me, I, I mean, I echo that a hundred million percent because not only has technology, I'd say for us, an, an example for Juicy Bits, technology has enabled us to come like, you know, rock on and continue with season four. So gratitude for that on many levels. And then for me as a, as a teacher, the access to technology and just the conversations around equity for students and technology and families, it's completely propelled us into the space of being able to still provide education and provide 
um, a sense of community, even though it looks so different and there, there's tons of little hiccups and things to figure out, but we're able to do it. And sometimes it's not always through a Zoom. Sometimes it's through other platforms or, you know, I have a colleague and I who we've, you know, rekindled the idea of like actually talking on the phone, but like the ability to still mm-hmm. connect with people. And then I think it does take some of that effort, you know, with some of those like good and great old friends that'll still respond to emails or you'll still get cards from or that still show up for you in different ways on a birthday. And so I think that effort is kind of translated into um, us using technology and internet, the access to that. And then I can't even imagine um, how disconnected it would feel from family and friends because, you know, we've chosen to be and, and are continuing to be really just kind of in a COVID bubble. You know, we have a few yeah. Um, friends and families that, excuse me, friends and family members that we see, most of it has been outside. It's been really like selective, like in a loving way to care for ourselves, care for others, care for our young daughter. And then, then the next step is like, well, how can we connect further? Um, and then technologies like afford that, which is, again, is why I'm, um, absolutely grateful for it and grateful for the different platforms and mediums that we can access. Because one of the things that helps, um, I'll share something I'm grateful for right now, is like binge streaming and watching shows in the evening that help turn my brain off from all the fucked up shit that's going on in the world that we have to manage. And whether it's like old shows. I thought for a second, I thought for a second you're going to be like, I'm grateful for Pornhub. Ooh. And I was like, are you sure you want to put that out there? So but you didn't say that. Here's another reveal, Gorecki, and I'm just going to do it. For those of you <laughs> who in season three got the reveal that I did not ever own or use a vibrator thank you for my birthday present Gorecki and I do love it and it's very efficient and I highly recommend it um but I have only watched porn through other shows like when porn is being watched in the show so say for example I'm a diehard Sex and the City fan have been have watched all the series have engaged in silly made-up games with my friends over like the stats of the actresses almost bought a that's my fucking Birkin $28 tote the other day because how I'm dealing with it which I declared today is better than fucking heroin is I compulsively shop and drink and do some other mildly reckless behavior that I'm I'm just owning because I'm managing all the shit I still meditate and do yoga and get out and, and take care of the things but yeah I'm not a porn watcher I don't watch porn interesting well I feel like we're digressing a little bit from <laughs> from what we're grateful for, but I wanted to stick on this for a second. That is fat. Like it's fast. I, I do occasionally watch porn, like not all the time. Sometimes I watch porn. I like it when I watch it. I like feminist porn a lot. If I'm not like by a lot, I mean like when I'm in the mood, that's the kind of porn that I want to watch. But, um, I do. Yeah. You don't watch porn and you don't use your vibrator every day. No, I, I don't. But are sometimes very, but that that's probably those are probably two of the most. The, those are, those are two of the things that that are so different about us is that I watch porn and use my vibrator almost every day, and you don't. And yet, look at how we've able we've been able to bridge the divide. <laughs> anything yeah, is possible. Have, anything is possible. You can be friends with people who are not anything like you at all, <laughs> Jillian. I accept you. And I'm I'm grateful for you, even though you don't use your vibrator daily and you don't watch porn. Even they say I don't orgasm daily, so that I didn't say that. I said yeah. I I use my vibrator 
Also, I do other things that don't require the vibrator. I'm just saying I also enjoy the yeah, vibrator. Yeah. Although currently my vibrator, it's, it's, I've used it too much over the past <laughs> few years and it's dead. So I've just been having to like manually take care of it, which Ooh, is cool. Like that's cool. Coming your way. <laughs> and I just- well, my favorite one is on sale right now. My oh. favorite one's on sale. So I feel like I'm going to have to jump on and buy it because, um, yeah, I mean, Thing. So, of course. mint uh, green, maybe like a little like shock hot blue, something fun like that. So, our, so that was kind of yeah. like a mini. So we're grateful for vibrators. Um, yes, I mean I'm not not grateful and for feminist, it. and feminist porn, feminist Absolutely. porn. We're grateful for feminist. Um, I'm gonna do like a total. I'm really, really grateful for um, Reese Witherspoon's The Club, which has Jen pointed out. But I'm telling you, I am so grateful for it. As this morning, I was sitting in the dark waiting for my ski partner to pick me up to not wake up my toddler and my and my partner. Like, I literally ground coffee, like, the night before. I was like, all I need to do is, like, get dressed. I like to poop before I go in the backcountry. I mean, I'm happy to have, like, a mountain mission, but it's just so much more comfortable i even had time to fucking meditate and do some yoga but then i was like kind of geeking out to finish the last last part of my book which i attribute to recent book club her picks so basically i get i love book clubs so i get my haymarket book club which i love but that's like really heady dense critical text which i can i can handle on a daily but not sometimes um you know midday when mike is napping or end of the night if i've got a little time to read that needs like a little bit more of like my cognitive energy. So Reese's books always have like strong characters. They tackle stuff that's like very present, culturally relevant. They take you all around the globe. So I just, I, I do, I talk, I'll talk about it all day long and I'll encourage listeners to check it out. And you can be like, Jillian, you're so way off. Like, what the fuck? You need to try this book club, which I'm open to because I like, I like to read. It's actually why I can't divest from Amazon right now, though I'm trying really, really hard, is I don't know how to translate my audible joy and relationship to my audible book. So I'm working on that because I am working on divesting um, from them because I think they, you know, that's like a small part. I'm not, no, Debbie, okay, gratitude, gratitude for the book club and the book titles and the authors and the brilliant, brilliant authors that bring me, um, it's just my escapism, right? Again, fucking better than heroin. I I, like, I like to read books. That's what I'm doing. Reading books. Yeah. So in case anyone's wondering what this better than heroin thing is, like, (laughs) it's basically like Jillian and, and her ski partner today decided that like that was going to be the thing like why they could justify all the rest of their bad behavior (laughs) and I am also embracing this because I feel like all the things that I'm doing whether it be drinking close to a bottle of wine a night or taking on a 26 lover 26 year old lover both of those are better than doing heroin so I'm good we're good we're good no need to have extreme like we don't need to like have a lot of like internal judgment or like criticize ourselves during this difficult time. Like we can allow ourselves these things because at least we're not doing heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, another thing. So yesterday I went snowboarding for the first time and that was the first time I've been out on the snow since last spring. And I'm really grateful for ski resorts and ski resort employees mm. working so hard to get the mountain open and to keep us safe. Um, and despite the two cool bros who thought they were the only ones on the line who didn't need 
to wear a mask. And you know who you are if you're listening and you're lucky you were 20 feet away from me because I do call people out on their non-mask wearing. Ask the man and his daughter in Rayleigh's today how serious I am about wearing a mask if you're going to be close to me. Uh, that also happened today. Oh, and that woman Oof. in the retail store. Yeah. Yeah. So anywho, um, I'm grateful for the, the, the resorts being open. And I think that like, you know, certainly having to have a mask over your face all the time when you're in lift line and on the chairlift, like isn't ideal, but it's a hell of a lot better than not skiing. So 100%. I personally am totally fine with all the regulations and really grateful that the ski resorts have like spent all summer figuring out how to make this happen. And that lifts are turning yes. and we get to be out there. And um, it was a beautiful day. And I, I like for, for, for the first time, like I felt like there was like this little part of me that was totally lost because of COVID that like I got back, like I get to be back on the snow. Mm. And I was like, Oh, maybe like maybe if the resorts open or stay open throughout the winter, I'll actually get to snowboard all winter long, which will be totally different from previous years because normally I'm doing so much for coalition. Like coalition is just full on like October through February that I rarely ever get to go out. But this year, I'm also going to say like, I'm grateful for all the people who've supported us. Yeah. Like we're in a position where we're meeting our sales goals and, and it looks like, you know, we're going to make it through this year and have another year. And I get to have, I mean, that paired with like not traveling all, all the time. Like there's just like a little bit more, like my days are just a little bit more relaxed and, and I'm not like literally running from one thing to the next. And so, yeah, I'm grateful to be able to be outside. I'm, I'm grateful for all the support that coalition's been Re receiving from people like I mean everybody knows what's happening with small businesses and it's always difficult to run a small business but then with COVID it's like next level because you don't even know what the fuck to do and no one knows what the fuck mm -hmm. to do so it feels really good to have people's support and it feels good to know that like I can get out and enjoy well, I have to echo, um, I'm really grateful for just even COVID compliance in, in every participating mm -hmm. human because I want the businesses that are open to stay open. I want all those people that are putting themselves on a daily basis at risk to, at the grocery stores and the post office. And, you know, I like they deserve that protection from all of us. So it's like about that participation. So I love it in general. And then I love it on the ski level support because then they can stay open and we can have a you know, it's going to look different, but that's okay. It's like, yeah. there's just that adjustment. I don't want to call it like a new normal because I don't think that what was normal before, that's not the right word for me. It doesn't sit well, but it's just a matter yeah. of like adjusting to allow for that sense of joy and freedom that, that it gives us. So if we, if we do that, then things can stay open. Um, but I have to, mm -hmm. I, I, it's almost, it's just dark. I mean, I am so thankful for coalition and, and everything that it's done for me as a, as a human and for me as like a ski ambassador and for me as someone that has um, progressed from, you know, being loving backcountry skiing, being involved and then being able to like have the support to design a backcountry ski and take that ski around the world mm -hmm. and then have support in a community of other like-minded women and other um, 
you know, people that can come together that can connect around the outdoor industry, but then take it so much further. And this includes like you, Jen, as like a friend in my life. But then also I think about the company and what it's doing and its mark in the industry and how it's such um, a leader and such a disruptor and how proud I am to be a part of that and how it's fueled me to like that other companies that I might be associated with or just think about where my dollars are. And it's like this constant process of unlearning and learning and, and being really present and all of that's kind of wrapped up in COVID. But then to come back to, you know, I think of even your your platform of kind of moving us all over to Mighty Networks, right? That that feels like a, a platform for community and connection. And I'm actually struggling a little to manage it, but I think it's only because it's new. And then there's like ways where I want to engage in it. And I'm like, wow, I've got like cool ways to like engage um, engage and be present and like new people to connect with. And as someone who has limited time, that takes a lot of energy and, um, and that's not a bad thing, but it's just a matter of finding the time for that. But just the idea of, of moving us away from things like Facebook and Instagram, which don't necessarily always bring out the best and have a lot of um, corporate and, and advertising dollars. And a lot of that um, interest that are, that take away um, from maybe the meaning while you're bringing community together and I don't want to completely like yeah and it like makes it like make like I feel like being on Facebook and oftentimes like Instagram like makes me feel bad and for all of you who are wondering what Jillian is is talking about she's talking about the coalition clubhouse so we launched a virtual community called the coalition clubhouse um like a month ago I think and we for, for those of you who, who know, we have the, we've had these sisterhood of shred groups on Facebook and we have like, you know, like an East coast and a West coast and a Rockies and a Canada. And I, you know, this summer was just like, you know, I don't really want to continue to invest in Facebook as a platform mm-hmm. and convene people there. I also just think that it's like super important to be able to moderate and, and create really safe spaces that can also help create change. And I feel like Facebook groups are just a lot of times like a dumpster fire and ours weren't like ours were like, I would say like 99% of the time, like very positive, mm-hmm. but it just like, it just didn't really give me like, I just, I was like, this isn't when I think about like what I want coalition to do, what I want my company to do. These Facebook groups are not it. So I'm, you know, brought us all over to this virtual platform you can go to the coalition website and if you go on about it says like coalition clubhouse and you can click you can join it's free and it's super cool because here we are like within a month and we have over 600 people in the clubhouse and and you can like find people based on location and interest and we have like all these different topics and doing events um and it's super it's super cool like Thank you to all the people who have come over and who are hanging out with us um, at the clubhouse. And I think like, you know, obviously with COVID, you think more about like, what, how can you convene people vir- virtually? But we'd be doing this anyways, because we want to connect people around the world. So it's super rad. And um, yeah, just go to the Coalition Snow website and go to the about tab and navigation and then scroll down to coalition clubhouse and you can request to join um if you have not already and jillian i know that you will figure it out sometimes so okay every if you've been following along you know sometimes jillian technologically challenged it's okay um it's a super easy platform to use you just have to decide to like 
spend less time on Facebook and more time on this. It's just like a reallocation of, of yeah. time, but it's super easy to use. Also, you don't like in my book, I don't need you to be on that platform all the time. Cause like we do stuff like this, which is um, like recording juicy bits, I think is a, like awesome way for you to be involved in the company. So if, if you're not, if we don't see high levels of participation from you, Jillian, you will not be receiving a demerit. <laughs> well, I'm grateful no for that um, support and that um, leeway, <laughs> I guess it is. And I do, again, I think the allocation, that's the best way to put it. It's like, again, it goes back to like a, an attempt to divest from something like an Amazon or, you know, a reallocation of time that I use my phone for a computer and what a place, again, talk about gratitude to be in a place of like what is my time and my energy worth where does it go and what a, a reframing that is when we've when we've been forced in in COVID especially to kind of slow down be present in certain um, circumstances more so than maybe we had in the past I know for me like I went from a living situation where I have a partner who was a mountain guide that was traveling a lot who went from traveling not excuse me a lot to not that as much when our daughter was born to then all of a sudden not traveling at all to all three of us living in our a-frame that I'm so grateful for but all three of us in this little cabin together all the time and so I'm also grateful for some of the perspective that comes along with and the challenges and, and the gifts that come along with navigating those spaces that you they're, they're they're just unprecedented right and they're kind of you're kind of thrust into them and what that looks like in terms of communication again going back to slowing down prioritizing allocation of time and resources and how that can be really recharging and refueling and then there's other times where it can feel really overwhelming and almost kind of debilitating yeah. and then it's like what um outlets and and again healthy outlets and, and resources you have and i'm a big a fan of the drink and of um you know i like to shop online and i like to do things that aren't always the best but that i can also ground myself in the meditation and the tools that my yoga practice has given me and the strength of as i was sharing with jen just my the the mom power of recognizing your 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 time and space in a day and for me it's, it's turning into the morning so if i can get up and get out before the sun has cracked, like that morning window becomes mine. And then like the mama energy is just like explodes because I've kind of gotten a bit of that space for myself. And that kind of for any of our moms out there listening, you know, there's that identity conflict that happens from, you know, the backcountry skier and the professional and the, the socialite and the things that you love to do. And then how that kind of complicated in a beautiful way by having this little being Let's talk about gratitude. I'm so grateful for my like healthy and vibrant and hysterical and beautiful and <laughs> charming little daughter that I get. She's a cutie. She's such a cutie pie. Fucking a hundred percent off the charts. And then at the same mm -hmm. time, for me to show up for her as a good mom and also to be a good, you know, person in her life, I need to take care of myself and I need to. I want to be that mom that she can look to that has other, that has friends in her life, has meaning in her life, has thoughtful profession. And it's, but it's a challenge. There's a lot of inner dialogue that goes along around like, you know, you've been gone too long and this is selfish and the mom guilt is really real. And so I'm I'm really grateful um, for mom communities that have helped mentor and teach me in ways to, to kind of reconnect. And then I'm also really grateful for a lot of the own identity work I've done I'm still doing to just navigate all that and, and just figure out how you show up 
in the world in the fullest way that you can while being present as possible for the beings that count on you and then also knowing you have to you have to be able to show up for yourself um because if not then it all fucking crumbles and there i am you know yeah and this is like i feel like every time i'm like having like a big pity party for myself which might be almost daily these these days like i do try to remind myself that there's a lot of um opportunity for growth right now and i know that that's a statement of of privilege that i'm able to look at this as in like through that lens but um I feel like all of this time, you know, being, being pushed and being challenged, um, and being under such duress for so long and like how you, how you deal with that and and how, how you choose to show up in the world is like, this really is an opportunity for pretty significant personal growth. And I've been doing, um, I've been meditating a lot too, and I've been meditating with Christy Peoples. And so Mm -hmm. I want to let everybody know that if, if, if you're looking, Christy Peoples, um, for those of you who don't know, she started Black Women's Alliance in Denver. Um, she's a public speaker, a producer, uh, just an incredible human being. And um, she does these mindfulness and meditation workshops every so often. And I'm in her second one now. So I'm certainly grateful for Christy. Christy's also spoken at our We Are Changemakers mm-hmm. event um, the last two two years. She's incredible. The other thing that I'm grateful for is the French, mm. because the French consider three drinks a day for women to be mocked. So I'm so thank you. Bonjour. French. Bonjour. <laughs> what do you say? Merci. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Merci. Um, yeah. I, it, the fact that I can't say I'm grateful for you, French people, in French means they probably like fucking hate me because. The, let's be honest. The French are super judgy if you don't speak French. I get it. It's fair. I'm a statement of fact. But um, yeah, I'm. I just googled this, and they consider three drinks for women to be moderate. And I just feel like, thank you, thank you, French people. Well, yeah. And so I'm going to count you. that as my one tall can of fog nozzle hazy IPA. Talk about gratitude. I'm super grateful. <laughs> For the hazy IPA, unnecessary but necessary takeover of the beer industry. I want to drink nothing else for the rest of my existence, but really hazy, juicy, dank. You tell me the hop and I want to drink it, but I want it the hazier, the juicier, the east, more East Coasty. And the West Coast ones I like too, but I still think that like Pliny the Elder kind of holds the like stamp for the, the epicness on that. But I am absolutely grateful for all... You know, sometimes artisan goes goes bad, like um, you know, like a like a lavender pour over coffee might get weird. Um, the hazy and the mm-hmm. IPA industry, I'm like you, you all get as artisan and as fucking juicy and as weird as you want, and I will support you. Um, but what's funny, Jen, is with this, I think that this will count as ad drink, which means I am ready for my next one um, very soon. I like carrying that. So my three drink minimum is kind of going to be like my MDR, my minimum daily requirement. To sustain and maybe a yep. little bit of like I don't know binge watching on Disney Plus later between like Hamilton, The Simpsons, and The Mandalorian. I'm sure I'll find something to shut my fucking brain off. So two shows I binged on re- recently: um, Queen's Gambit, mm-hmm. number one, amazing. Like the cinematography is incredible. Super 
like intellectual smart storyline. Um, loved it. I also am now in the second time through watching Insecure, which is um, Issa Rae's film um, show on HBO. It is so good. Also, the Insecure playlist on Spotify. I'm just going to throw that out there. Thank you. I'm grateful for that playlist. Also, I'm sure when I'm driving in town and I have it turned up, people are like, why the fuck is she like, who is this person listening to that music? I'm sure that that might come up in people's minds. It's the Insecure playlist and it's good. And all the music was curated by Raphael Sadiq and it's fantastic. Anyways, I'm on, I'm now, I'm binging running through all four seasons again. And um, I really enjoy that program. Well, knowing nothing about it. It's funny. I'm just grateful uh-huh. for the image of you because now you're in my in my mind you're in like a low rider potentially like a, in a really loud color through Reno convertible low rider of course blaring something right. but that's all I can see that's like the bitmoji of the the gem that I see on that because yeah. I don't know the show or the spot the playlist yet but that's thank you for that image I'm grateful for my you're imagination because that's what you created. I'm still, I mean, I am in my black Subaru outback, outback with like the Yakima box on it. So like, I'm pretty far away from a lowrider, but I'm, yeah, but that's probably why people are like, who the fuck is this white girl listening to this shit? Like what's going on? Um, I also want to say that I'm grateful that the 26 year old told me that when I say the word program, I sound like his grandma, which is probably why I call him kid. Yeah. But then I had to remind him, you know, I say lots of words because of all the time I spend in Africa that they're like more like British words, like like a, a, a more like in influence from the UK or Africa. I don't say the word program because I'm old. I say the word program. because That's what we say in Africa. And so that might be a reason why he gets called kid is because he actually said that to my face well good for, well that you know what you need that's like how about gratitude for directness and honesty and i'm sure that just leads to like better bedroom chemistry because there's no you just fucking say what you do. it's not like you're like i'm gonna go watch my shows right like that's no, the thing like, that I old people like, say right i guess okay, yeah. said it like that that sounded yeah okay i get it though i get that you yeah no, I mean, so, yeah, I think, and maybe he, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he is like but kind of poking me so that, you know, he's barely he's, he's barely I know. It's fucking I am so grateful. Talk about gratitude to not be fucking 26. <laughs> oh my God, to not be in our 20s anymore. Thank God. Oh, they were so bad. Oh my God. Uh, it just gets better and bigger and richer and in all the right ways never let any and it's funny i i experienced this as a like very young growing up in a not so celebratory culture of getting older it was kind of like oh everyone's just gonna like you just work and you just get old and it's just it's all gonna end you know you're like wait till retirement it was kind of toxic um but the vibe of finding travel as as, a young age i was i was cross country and i was in this claw tooth um footed bathtub at a hot spring in Utah and there were these very cosmic very strange beautiful humans giving me the like getting older is like beautiful and you should embrace this and I was like I've never heard this before but I'm intrigued I think I was like 19 and so I impart that Mm -hmm. 
as we're sharing this in the conversation of, of, of thank fucking God to not be in her 20s. And I actually liked my 30s, but I'm also like, fucking bring on the 40s. Like, just bring it on. Like, I, I'm oh my God, 40s? 40s are full send. Like, I'm grateful to be a woman in my 40s. 100%. Like, I have no interest in going back. I mean, certainly, okay, couple things. Less gray hair would be awesome. Less gray hair would be awesome. Less wrinkles would be awesome. Um, the, like, little, like, being a little less soft would be awesome. Also, I don't really give a fuck that much about those three things, to be quite honest. Like, I am so grateful to be in my 40s and I, I, I know who I am. I know what I want. I'm not confused. I'm not insecure. Um, I'm not like, it is such a good place to be. Oh. It's such a good place. Well, I can't think of a better place to um, be and also a better place to kind of leave our listeners. By the way, I think we nailed it. Not one hands up for Debbie Downer, all hands up for gratitude and fucking big, like virtual internet hug to you, my my dear friend, Dan Gorecki. I love you. Um, and I wish you a fabulous um, time of gratitude. And as we go into this holiday season, it's like, fuck all the colonial capitalist messages that you get, like just ground in the best way that you can with the self and the ones that you love and in all the care that you deserve. And that's just what I want to impart on our listeners. And also, I can't wait to hear from you to call us out on anything and everything and compliment anything and everything you hear um, from us here at UC Bits. Yes. Everyone have a, a wonderful long-ish weekend and we will chat with you soon. Yes. Love to you all. Bye.